Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andy. Good Monday afternoon, Joey. Good Monday afternoon to you, sir. Thank you, man. Happy belated birthday. Appreciate it. I miss your birthday. Saturday was your birthday? Yeah, Saturday, man. Big, big four one, a terrible age. Forty one, a great age for Mets and Cincinnati Reds fan podcasts. The great Tom Seaver. You're in your forty first year. That's a good reference, right there. Yeah, you got Tom Seaver year. Then you got your Jackie Robinson year, and then it's shit after that. What barrier am I going to break my Jackie Robinson year? I need to break some sort of barrier. Like he broke, you know, the racial barrier that by being the first non-white, which by the way, isn't that crazy to think? Like when you think, like, I don't think you people sometime in your, sometime in your Jackie Robinson year, we'll hit episode 1000, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, we should hit it. Yeah. We should hit it in your Jackie Robinson year. I don't know if we will. Well, we're what? 112 away. There's 104 episodes in a year. Yeah. So just in the beginning of your Jackie Robinson year, we'll hit episode 1000. Wait, no, it'd be the end. That'd be in the beginning, Andy, because you're a year where a year from now will be 104 more episodes in. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. I never did good at math. 888 today. Episode 888. Triple eight. It reminds me of uh, Danilo Gallinari. You know, he was born 8-8-1988. That's why he wears number eight. I didn't know that. Until he was on whatever team. I don't I don't think he could wear it on the Celtics for some reason. That's like a rant. That's a deep dive random fact right there. 8-8-88. You think he knows the Italian reporter who questioned LeBron about? Yeah, pr- probably. The Godfather? Yeah. I feel like that guy should make some. He should come back to dirty sports at some point. Yeah, we should get. We, we talk LeBron James again. I will. We should call him and see if he wants to weigh in. I'd say he's probably covering the World Cup, but he, your team ain't in it. Sorry, too yeah. soon. A little yeah. too soon. He's like, it's like a Godfather three. We're pretending it's not a happening. <laughs> <laughs> there was no World Cup. We're pretending like it's not happening, right? Do you have any World Cup talk on the rundown? I don't. Have you watched any of the World Cup? I watched the last 20 minutes of United States, Wales. Didn't watch any of the states. England. England. Well, you didn't miss anything. And see, that's my problem. And and I know soccer enthusiasts will come hard at me and say, oh, guys, but like, I just can't get into that. Sorry. 
I just can't get yeah, it. Yeah, to me, like, listen, I'm the kind of guy who, as a baseball enthusiast, explains why, you know, 0-0 games or 1-1 games are more exciting than 6-5 games, you know? But in an, in a way, and, and this is always the thing that's talked about in baseball, baseball is the only sport where the defense controls the ball, right? Um, but in, in a way, the pitcher, like you're almost on the offensive as a pitcher. I know that's not how it's determined. Like the offense is run scoring and the defense is, you know, stopping you from scoring runs. But in a way, you really are like you're throwing the game. You're controlling the game. So sure. to me, it's far more interesting and, and it makes far more sense. And this is somebody I've watched a lot of soccer in my day. Um, I'm obviously not a, a, a soccer aficionado, but I've watched a lot of soccer in my day. And it, a defensive soccer game is a lot like a defensive football game. Like, it's not that fun. Like, you can talk about, oh, these game, these the two defenses on these two football teams, and we have a we have a zero zero game. It's not fun. That's not exciting. Well, a zero zero baseball game, you're usually getting like exceptional pitching. And there's some there's at least there's some interest in that. And this was the headline from ESPN. And and to me, this is everything, in my opinion, why I don't follow soccer. United States dominant in draw with England at World Cup. <laughs> Dude, if your headline is you dominated and the score was zero zero, and again, I know this is a headline, so they're doing whatever they can for you to read the article, but there's something wrong with your sport. I'll just say it. If if you dominated the other team and tied, yeah, that is the exact opposite of dominant. Right. And I watched some of that game. It wasn't exactly like, you know, there's hockey games where one team can dominate and, you know, you zero zero because the goalie play is exceptional. Some guy makes 60 saves in a game and it's like, man. That goalie, and it's like the U.S. didn't. The U.S. might have dominated ball control, but they didn't get a ton of like really exceptional shots on goal. It's not like the goalie was like amazing. Yeah, no, for sure. It so, was boring. I fell asleep during it. I watched it, and I fell asleep during it. So, so, so I don't know. I think they play. I they couldn't have had more of a captive audience. By the way, I was literally locked in a hotel room in Plano, Texas. It was. Pouring rain outside. I was like, there's they nothing still else lost on. You. They still there's lost else you. On. You know, there's Michigan, Ohio State. It was like, but it wasn't on at the exact same time. And like, to me, you know me, like I'd literally rather watch World Cup soccer than college football. Literally. Because at least wow. that means, at least that means something to the world. Like to me, college football means nothing. It truly means nothing. It's not even... Not even in terms of a novelty. Oh, it's once every four years. No, it's once every fucking Saturday. I don't give a shit. Um, and I, I was like, oh, time for a nap. I did. I, looked, watch I was like playing around on TikTok and sleeping. I did watch that Ohio State Michigan game actually. I love that Urban Meyer went right back to being one of the uh, analysts at Fox. Like for their crew. Like it's just so funny to me. Like he's just he's just right back there. Does like 
not none of it matters, which again, I don't really care, but uh I think I think they should hire I think the University of Cincinnati should hire him. They just lost their coach to Wisconsin. And I'm like, people are like, but the scandals. I'm like, he's gonna win. Who cares? Yeah. Scandals. Like, like who who cares? But I agree. I mean, I mean, it's it's tough to get into a sport that's just so just every the setup is wrong, right? Like the NFL, they added a playoff team, which I think neither of us were fans of, but say what you want, it's going to be more exciting, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, you're you get one more opening round game, you know, because they obviously cut back on the uh wild card teams. This is a fun time of year. I saw a right. stat last night. This is a wild stat. Patrick Mahomes in his last 25, which almost makes you think his whole career, but it's not his whole career. In his last 25 November, December games, he's 25 and 0. Amazing. 25 and 0. I mean, the, this, this is the thing about Patrick Mahomes, and this is why I, what's looking like, correctly predicted Patrick Holmes is the league MVP. Although I know we're doing the player of the month. The player of this month is Jalen Hurts. That's who we're going to do this month as the fun player of the month that might win, not Patrick Holmes. Um, there's a stat like this. There's like 25 stats like this. I mean, did you see he's undefeated on the road against AFC West teams in his career? He, they flashed during the game uh, yesterday in his first 75 games. He's first in everything yards, touchdowns, completions, or whatever completion like rating, like ever. First, it's not like first, not like first, second, first, first. Like he's that good. In his first 75 games, he's first in whatever all the definitely yards and touchdowns. Whoa, did you hear how you sped up there? No, but I just did get a notice about something like maybe my uh Whoa, that was weird, man. You sped up. I did do a little crack cocaine. Hey man, whatever whatever it takes to get you through the show, I'm here for it. There's you know, any any drugs we're not we're not testing here at the Dirty Sports Podcast. It's nuts, though. It really is. Like, he's running away. I do want to talk a little MVP after him. I, I have to admit, right now, like, let's say I they said, Andy Ruther, you have a vote. Andy Ruther from the Dirty Sports Podcast, you have a vote for this year's MVP. Obviously, Mahomes, number one. I'd probably go Jalen Hurts, number two. It's fair. Nothing wrong with that. And to be honest, and I'm this, going... I, I, I believe this is the first year they'll even be a second place vote. I believe they changed MVP voting. Like in the past, it's just been you pick an MVP. In baseball, they've always done baseball. I think you can vote for like I think you vote like ten or something like that. But oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why your boy, who I want to talk about in a little bit, uh, that's why your boy never got an MVP vote because it was just, you know, it was never like a second place vote or a third place vote, which they do in the N NBA. I think you could do three in baseball. You do crazy. Like if you look at, if you look at baseball reference for guys, it'll always be like finish 15th in the MVP. Cause they vote yeah. for like 10 guys. 
Well, if I could vote today, my my three would go. It would go Mahomes, Hertz, Burrow. That's how I would vote. I think I might go Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Mike White. That you know what that game, as far as I knew, I felt like they would improve. But like to me, to me, that's it, that's one of those, and and this will be a good segue to also get into the Russell Wilson talk because that's one of those guys don't want to play for you, man. As far as Zach Wilson, they don't want to play for you. And I actually think though that. It's even simpler than that. I just think Zach Wilson was really fucking bad. And I don't think that they played better. I just think that they, he got the ball out on time. He hit guys in the hands. He like the jets, obviously at this point are well coached. It's obvious that their defense plays well. They they run the ball pretty well the whole season. Um, They're, they're like a pretty good team. You know, and Zach Wilson, not just last week, obviously, the two games against the Patriots. Like, it's like, I know he was winning games, but he's winning games so ugly. He had like one halfway decent performance. It's like the Jets played a bad team yesterday and just played well. Like, he didn't like, they didn't, I I don't feel like they like raised their game. I think that's as good as they've been playing for a while. And they were playing against, shitty competition and the guy was just hitting like literally just completing relatively fucking easy but like he didn't have a you know a Mahomes day he just fucking played fine yeah Zach Wilson's just fucking bad and of course then like the the thing that's about you know not wanting to play for him I think Zach Wilson essentially lost his job with that press conference but probably should have lost it regardless of the press conference, obviously. Sure. Now the question is if you're the if you're the Jets, like you might make a playoff. You might make the playoffs this year. You might. You might not. It's gonna be close. Um, but you're definitely building something. You're in For a sure. tough you're in a tough division. You, you know, you basically every team in your division. The, the top two teams in your division are good and probably going to get better over the next couple of years. And then you have the Patriots, which you can't really count on them failing. If the jets are playing this well, you got to make a move right now. Who do you go get? You can't draft another quarterback. So what do you do? Are you Jimmy Ging it next year? Are you, you know, trying to make a move for a Derek Carr type? Like, I don't like, what's your move if you're the Jets? Just not even giving Mike White a chance, are you? Uh, No, I am. But like, he, I, I would say he has the rest of the season to prove like it should be his job, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, I guess if, if the Jets win, how many games of their last five does Mike White get to keep his job? Six. Six, six games. games. They have six left. games left. Okay. Yeah. 
Is he, what, do you, what do you think? He's got to go four and two. Well, it's top sledding, you know, that division. Or you've got to win a playoff game. Like you get in, but, but and you, 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 said you, well, first of all, you have to just continue playing at a much better level than, than Zach Wilson. I mean, yeah. The fork is definitely in the road already for what they're going to do. They got to make a choice. Well, because it's not like, Zach Wilson. I feel like they've like I know they say he's their future or whatever, but like that's bullshit. I love the meme. I saw the meme of Anakin Skywalker, right, with the, with hood. the hood up and Zach Wilson with his hood up. And then there was the picture of everybody on the bench, like the offensive coordinator, whoever, Flacco and Mike White, looking at the three of them looking at Microsoft surfaces and Zach Wilson looking in the stands for milfs. Maybe that's his career, man. You know, the stepbrother porn is really big. Kohlberg can tell us all about that. Like, that's that's a really big genre of porn these days. So maybe, maybe that's his move. His mom can be his manager. I like, I feel like that has legit potential because he, like, you know, Pete Rose got kicked out of baseball and suddenly all he did was like sign baseballs in Vegas. And then like Johnny football, like the scandal was like he was signing shit. So suddenly he's like signing cards guy. And, uh, you know, maybe Zach Wilson just goes straight into MILF porn. Who plays more, who plays more years in the NFL after this, Zach Wilson or Russell Wilson? Ooh. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Well, he needs to be benched. Here's the thing about Russell Wilson, and, and I don't want to beat a dead bush to steal a phrase from Andy Ruther. We've talked plenty about how bad Russell Wilson's been, how exposed he has been as a fraud this year. Um, but I'll like there it's it's now gotten to like a new level. We're now at the point where this isn't just new team, new coach. I know everybody wants to like say Nathaniel Hackett sucks and whatever, which maybe may be true. But Russell Wilson's playing so poorly, like the combo of how bad he's playing and his contract, like that trade has essentially set the Denver Broncos back to a point where they like they may have never have been this bad. They're When's fucked. the last like this this is like pre Elway bad. Like if he doesn't turn it around, and there's obviously not any signs right now that he will, I mean this could be like the worst fleecing of all time. That's what I'm saying. This it's is, it's I mean, it's it's next level and the offense is just so bad. Inversely, I feel like this gets lost in the mix of the whole Russell Wilson Broncos thing. Guys, their defense is averaging is average giving up the third fewest points per game in the entire NFL. So, like, what's crazy is he had good defenses for like his first half with Seattle. That's what he has here. The Broncos are giving up 17.6 points a game. Third fewest in the entire NFL. So the defense is holding people to low scoring games and Russell is doing absolutely, I mean, nothing. They got their ass kicked by Sam Darnold, man. The LA was the 83 draft, right? 
the famous 83 draft with Marino. Yeah. Cause they went two and seven in 1982. They went two and seven since then in 2010, they had a four win season. That's it. That's their with Josh McDaniels. That's their only four win season. Otherwise it's five or more like he is very likely at best going to tie the single worst season the Broncos have had since they drafted Elway. The single one worst season, probably so at best. So here's my problem with him. If not, if not being worse than that. This is why I don't think he'll change. I think he has zero humility. Zero. Zero. And and he is one of those guys who it's all it's all show. It's all show. There's no authenticity with him. It's all, I'm going to act like I love everybody on my team. God, and the- I, I, all I want in life, I wish it was possible. I wish I could, I wish I could have current Andy Ruther debate. Former yeah, Russell but, but see, fan, but Andy see, Ruther. But, but, but see, here's the thing. Those are all like in the level of the fakeness. He's just, a, he is. Everything that I don't like about somebody who's fake, he's all those combined into one. And on top of that, playing the Jesus bullshit, which to me just it, – it's like you're just hitting the amplify button by a thousand to make him that much more of an annoying person. Dude, I don't care what you are. Like as far as – you can believe whatever you want to believe religious-wise. Don't shove it in my face. Don't shove it in other people's faces. I, I'm, not, I'm not about that. And that's what he does and that he tries to portray that he's this guy in this rah-rah guy which I didn't know any of that. None of us did. You talk about being exposed. Dude, you've been exposed more than any player I've ever seen as far as what you thought and then what the reality is. And until he comes forward and does an interview and says, I got to change some shit about my life. I have to maybe recalibrate how I think, how I act. He's not going to do that, though. But a lot of this, again, the thing about Russell is like this was besides the unlimited and the let's ride and all that cringe like celebrity shit that he's pulled in the last couple of years. A lot of this shit was already out there. He's been a Jesus freak since day one. His teammates have there's always been rumblings. He doesn't get along with his teammates. I mean, now this guy's just straight yelling at him on the sideline, yelling in his fucking face. On the sideline, there's always, I mean, to, I would say people who, you know, were, were looking at where he was lacking in success with the Seahawks. There's always been signs of, Hey man, like there, there's a scheme here that's carrying you. And now, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett might be bad. And the Broncos offense does have injuries. I think he's bad. Not, I'm not making excuses at all. I, I think Hackett, yeah. I think it's both. I think Russell sucks right now. I think Hackett's bad. I think, I think we talk about players team only meeting or players only meeting those. He needs to be put on blast. If he hasn't, maybe he has, I doubt and, it. And, and by the way, the, the, the thing I brought up, like the thing I brought up about the Broncos. So they go four and 12 in 2010 then they go eight and eight 13 and three 13 and three 12 and four 12 and four nine and seven five and eleven six and ten so the last five years five six seven five and seven wins right that's where they are the last five years 
it's not gonna get better in, in the next no. five years. No. Because they don't have fucking draft picks. They've they they've committed all this fucking money to him. They're like they don't have the money to spend or the draft capital to spend. No. They they mortgage their they mortgage their entire franchise on a fraud. Like as far as here's the thing. I mean, I would say he is Mr. Unlimited. He's Mr. Unlimited in his fraudulence. There is no limit to this man's fraudulence. Every day we find new fraudulence about this man. I was going to say he's like Saul Goodman, but he's not. Like Saul can at least get you out of some shit, right? Like I mean, I'm I'm offended on behalf of Saul Goodman. Yeah, like like I'm trying to think of the equivalent. Is this like is this like the whole and I'm not too I'm not smart enough in this era, but is this like the whole crisis of 2008, the financial crisis? I don't I I I'm going to have to you're going to you're going to have to link this reference together. So, my point is is like we're all sold on something right everything that was going on with the housing market and all the other financial shit which again i don't i don't know yeah. anything about and I, and basically i'm christian bale i'm like i fucking told you people are you wearing I shoes and you. socks right now i told you, you i wish I, I wish i could sell <laughs> i got my socks on okay. i wish i could tell i wish i could have i wish there was a way for me to have gained financially from betting against russ Let me ask you this. Let's go hypothetical. Are the Seahawks right now, right now, they're six and five. If they have Russell Wilson, is their record better or worse or the same? I think it's worse based on two. Well, based on really, I'd say it's probably the same. I'd say based on one thing and one thing alone. Because the, they obviously got draft picks from Denver, but that'll play out longer. Like they're, I think they're, I think their record is going to be better going forward for sure than it would be had they kept Russ for sure. But I still think it's better right now because they definitely filled some holes with the money that they didn't spend on Russ. Well, he was already under contract with them. Yeah, and then he, and then that contract was gone. And they had that cap freed up and they filled some holes with it. And now Denver will just continue to get more holes because they have, I believe Russell Wilson through 2026, I think like in 2026, how many years did he resign for? But the end of his contract is like $40 million. I think I saw a thing that if they cut him today, it would be like thirty-nine million in dead cap or thirty-six million in dead cap. So it's a five-year, two hundred forty-two million contract, which includes a fifty million dollars signing bonus and one hundred sixty-one million guaranteed, an average annual salary of forty-eight point five million. That's bananas. That's with some of it probably guaranteed. Yeah, I think his cap hit in some. Some of yeah, so like this year he's not making it. So this year his base salary is two million, and the cap hit's not bad at all this year. It's seventeen million, right? But the cap hit, holy shit! The cap hit by twenty twenty five, 
through 2028. Through 2028. Is anywhere between 55 and 58 million the cap hit. What? 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 Imagine, would you say 58 million? I don't really fully understand again. Financial is not my thing. So the cap hit starting in 2025 is 55 million, then it goes up to 58, then it goes back to 53, then it goes back to 54. It's that's it's a, that's hilarious. Like people need to be fired over this. And conversely, his team. I feel like I feel like I need. Is there a dirtball out there that wants to do this work? I feel like there. I feel like I need to put together a highlight package of me undressing Russ over the years as a video submission to work for an NFL team. Again, it's it's still tough for me because like I just don't understand. Because he had so many good years there, though. It's like, it's like, is Pete Carroll is that system that good? Yeah. So, so I'm gonna say the game, set the ball up with the run, use play action. Okay, so so this is a good. Don't spend a lot of money. Get get you know surround him with a good cast. So let's talk about another quarterback then. Because we talk about the cast and the system. I want to talk about Lamar Jackson. Because I th- I think I think Baltimore is a great system for him. Like, great. And he obviously turned down all that money. And he's been very successful. The team has individual success. Obviously, the defense is really letting him down a lot. But we all know what happened yesterday with the tweet. And the question I beg not that it's a Russell Wilson situation because it's not, but it's like, what is Lamar Jackson on a different team? Which I think well, is a fair question. I think it depends on what team. So he deleted this tweet. Somebody tweeted, when someone is asking for over $250 million guaranteed like Lamar, games like this should not come down to Justin Tuck. Is it Tucker Tucker? Tucker. I always say talk. Justin Tucker, let Lamar walk and spend that money on a well-rounded team. Lamar responded on Twitter. Boy, shut the fuck up. Y'all be capping too much on this app. Motherfucker never smelt a football field. Never did shit but eat dick. Right. Now, there's you said the you know the defense has let him down. And and what you mean in that is that they've had a couple leads. And they've bl- and they've blown them late in the game. But at the same time, you look at some of the games he lost. Obviously, the Dolphins game is a great example of the defense. 42-38. Bills Ravens was 23-20. Is that on the defense? The Giants game is 24-20. The Panthers game, they're th- they score 13 points against the Panthers. Like he's got games where they're scoring twenty points. No, I know. Points, I'm, I'm not. I'm not points. completely excusing Lamar Jackson. I, I think. I think he made a. I call it a colossal mistake in not taking that money. Because well, be- I, I think that he took. He made a colossal mistake, and the Ravens were probably saved from a colossal mistake. Agreed. Because 
again, it's fine right now. Like they're they're a playoff team. Yeah, they're 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 in they're a in first for, place. They're in first yeah, they're place in a right now. for first place in that. You know, but how much worse does their team get the day they have to give him forty million bucks? I, here's the thing. First of all, that tweet says so much to me about Lamar Jackson. It reminds me of when we used to have discussions about Baker Mayfield clapping back on Instagram and Twitter, getting mad at Colin Cowherd. Dude, you're a fucking clown. I'm sorry. You're a clown show, bro. You are. You're in the middle of a season. You're still in first place because you win the tiebreaker because you beat the Bengals. You're in first place and you care what someone said about you on Twitter? I said before, when the Baker Mayfield thing happened, you're not seeing this from Tom Brady. You're not seeing this from Aaron Rodgers. You're not seeing this from Joe Burrow right now or Patrick Mahomes. The list goes on. Dude, you care about Twitter? You are not. You're not who I want as my franchise quarterback. People might think, oh, Ruther's being extreme. I don't want you because you care about fucking Twitter, bro. That's a clown show. The Here's the thing. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, Get your beers ready, uh, dear boss, because it's time. Preferably um, Miller Lite. Yeah. I insist it be Miller Lite. Um, but, you know, the Mannings do the Manning passing camp. And there's been a lot of guys that have come through the Manning passing camp at this point. You know, Josh Allen went to the Manning passing camp. Daniel Jones went to the Manning. Like a lot of the things, I think, uh, Stafford go there. A lot of guys, a lot of guys in the NFL have gone through the Manning passing camp at this point. I think the Manning passing camp needs to just include it should just be the Manning life camp. It should be, there should be every NFL quarterback should wear one of those fucking Lance Armstrong wristbands with what WWTMD. What would the Mannings do? Yeah. That's what every NFL quarterback should. Eli Manning's tweeting about fucking hot sauce. He's not tweeting about fucking, he's not telling people to fuck off. Like the Manning should have what would the Mannings do bracelets for every single quarterback in the NFL. Sure. Look at it. Would Peyton Manning tell a guy to suck his dick on Twitter? Uh, eat a dick, but eat a dick, whatever. Which for the record, side note, ESPN should be ashamed of theirself. That that's not a homophobic slur. It has nothing to do with sexuality. You tell people to eat a dick. That has nothing to do with it. What did ESPN say? That was one of the big news headlines today. The headline was like, deletes homophobic slur. It's like, dude, I tell somebody to eat a dick. That's, I tell my girlfriend that sometimes. Go eat a dick, right? You know, you're messing around. That's not a homophobic slur. And, th and, and, and that writer who wrote that story made his replies private, which means he just felt the wrath of a lot of people. Rightfully so. That's how they worded it. I just wanted to look quickly and see who's who's tweeting. So I just hopped over to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's last two tweets were promotions. Yeah. He, he did... He, Joe, Joe Burrow's done three tweets since September 13th. And those are I all just. I don't, by the way, I don't mind 
these guys having a social media presence and no, I don't a, either a Twitter presence and you can joke around and you can whatever, but just like it should truly be. What would the Mannings do? Like, just think you're the quarterback, man. Like what? That's my point though. But also fucking like, you know, we're talking about the Zach Wilson press conference and we're talking about the Lamar Jackson Twitter, right? None of those things alone are what it is. It's also about the play for me. And now you can be like, blah, blah, blah. The play, Lamar Jackson plays great. Lamar Jackson does play great. I don't, if, if you told me, hey, man, uh, we're going to go out and have a fucking Thanksgiving Day turkey bowl and, you know, it's going to be an exhibition game and you can pick all the players, he might be pretty fucking high on my list. But I don't have to deal with cap hits and guarantees and all that to me. And this goes all the way back to the thing about Russell Wilson and my, again, I'm not, I was never a Russell Wilson hater. I was a Russell Wilson truther. And the truth is I never thought it was worth the value that they gave him and that it, and clearly it hindered their ability, the Seahawks, to put on the field the defense that won them the Super Bowl. And now you're looking at the Ravens, who've always been a defensive team, who have this guy, and he turns down this money. It's just like, if you're going to go and give him that, just be prepared to do the same exact thing. Now you've got to turn, now you've got to say, this is about the offense. And, and, and look, and I'm going to say something, obviously. People might say, oh, you're being a homer, being from Cincinnati. But if you look at that division, we talk about giving money. I'm just going to say it right here, right now. He is nowhere near Joe Burrow's level. I'm sorry. He's not. He's not. Any Ravens fans want to call me cool, say, oh, he's got an MVP. I don't give a shit, man. Joe Burrow is heads and tails. I'm going to say that right now. Above. Heads and shoulders. Yes. There we are. Head and shoulders above heads and tails. <laughs> heads and tails above. He's one I, coin above. I was all worked up to do my little rant. Joe Burrow is heads and shoulders above Lamar Jackson in every facet of the game. I'm sorry. Dude, come playoff Obviously time. not running the ball, but yeah. But, but that's my point. Come playoff yeah. time. I, I don't give a shit if you can run the ball, man. Well, again, that's the whole criticism. That's also to me, the thing that you have to consider. And this is something, listen, the Eagles are playing great football right now. The Eagles are better than I thought they'd be by a lot. Jalen Hurts is better than I thought he'd be by a lot. Jalen Hurts is improving every week. Jalen Hurts is playing great. But now when you are in the conversation, when people, when, when ESPN does this thing that Jalen Hurts is, is right there with Patrick Mahomes for MVP. Well, guess what? Jalen Hurts is going to want to get paid. Then what happens to your roster when Jalen Hurts gets paid? Then what happens to your team when Jalen Hurts gets hurt? Because Jalen Hurts is running for 150 yards in a game. So Wait, to Justin me, Fields right now. So to me. Who's hurt? Right. To me, the thing is always, it's all about your value. And it's all about playing for a long time 
if you're if you want a big contract that goes for years and years and years and gives you guaranteed money, then I expect you to be on the field. You look at what the Patriots did with Tom Brady. He was Mr. Game Manager. He was they had a defense and he's winning fucking Super Bowls because they're playing defense. He wins a couple. He demands money. They give him money. Suddenly they become an offensive team and they go, we're going to, we're going to spread it out. We're going to get Gronk. We're going to get all these receivers. We're going to fucking be throwing trick plays. We're going to be doing this. All of a sudden, Bill Belichick's, you know, breaking the rules on the offensive side of the ball and they're, and they're getting into shootouts with teams because they adjusted. Bill Belichick was like, well, if I'm going to give my quarterback all this money, it looks like I'm going to have to focus on making this an offensive team. So you can't have a quarterback that's a game manager and pay him like a superstar. If you're going to pay him like a superstar, you better have a fucking superstar offense because you're not going to have a superstar defense because you can't pay fucking everybody. Yeah. No, you can't. Well, it's like it's like uh, Andy Ruther was texting me yesterday because T Higgins had another great game. And, his, you know, he's basically he's going to get paid. And I said, look, dude, they're not keeping Burrow, Higgins and Chase. They're just not. I said, they got to win now. Like you, you, like Chase is gone or, or, uh, sorry, Higgins is gone. I'm just projecting, which, which I think he's great. Right. I think he's a number one on most teams. I'm like, Higgins is gone. I was like, that's why they got to take advantage of this. Now you have Burrow, Chase and Higgins this year. I want to bring now, something. Now a strategy. Listen, there is a strategy there, right? There's a strategy of go all in. Pay all those guys. Say we're going to beat teams 41 fucking 38. Right? There's a strategy there. But that Patriots team we just talked about, they beat the greatest show on turf. Well, it's funny you bring that up. The, 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 the Bills, the run and shoot Bills team, that was offense, 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 offense. Mr. Fucking high as a kite, fucking smoking weed in the Fox booth game manager himself. Fucking Troy Aikman beat him fucking three times or whatever. Two times. And fucking Jeff Hosteller beat him once. One thing I worry about if I'm Kansas City, the old theory. The guy who leads the league in passing yards doesn't win the Super Bowl. Brando, I have it up in front of me. I can't find the last quarterback whose team won the Super Bowl who led the league in passing yards. Andy, what are you, are you joking? This is a Joe Prano fucking stat of the the this is I've it's never happened. Is it ever the, so it's I'm never I'm, it's I've I've I can't I I, I do you have is your brain injury acting up? You have a swollen skull. I've mentioned this it's never times. are you sure? It's never happened. It's never once happened in the history of the league. Never. If it happened ever, it might have happened the year Brady won. But it, no, it uh, did. It did. Box, I looked. I looked. Brady. Brady. Led the it didn't happen with Mahomes. Got hurt the year they won the Super Bowl. Mahomes lost the Super Super Bowl. I'm looking right now. It's never happened. I mean, this is a crazy stat. People don't know. Whoever leads the league in passing yards does not win the Super Bowl. His team never wins. 
I, I know I've said this a million times on the show. And in fact, there was a point when the 2011 Eli Manning season was the most yards anyone had ever thrown for and won the Super Bowl. There was a point where 4,500 yards that he threw for that year was the most anybody had ever won the Super Bowl with. That has since been surpassed, I think. So the question is, will this hold up? Because right now Mahomes is, he's pretty far ahead of number two and number three. Right. Which I, which I think are Allen and Burrow. He like He's like four or 500 yards ahead of those guys. Now, who knows? Maybe they're so far ahead. He doesn't play the final two games. So then, then that crazy thing changes. Is Mahomes the first guy to do this? There has to be one guy. I don't know. I'm looking since. No, I'm telling you, there's not. If I'm telling, if you've gone back three seasons or four seasons, it's never happened. I'm I'm back to 1999. No, it's never. I know for a fact it's never happened. At least in the Super Bowl era. Brady Brady led it in 2017, but they lost that Super Bowl to the Eagles. Right. I mean, Breeze Breeze has led. Breeze did not lead the the year they won. No, he didn't. And he and he led so many years in passing yards. Breeze led him seven times since two thousand six. Yeah, and the Saints never won because they had no fucking defenses. No, but the year they won, he didn't lead. You're correct. Right. Guess who led the league that year? You're never going to guess it. The two, it's it would be the 2009 season, 2010 Super Bowl, 2009 season. Guess Matt who? Job. Oh, you got it. That's a good pull, right? I'm. I swear to God, I've not. I don't have. I don't even have my glasses on. Yeah, it's a good pull. It's Matt Job. Correct. Just something to think about, Chiefs fans. You're playing great football, but that's a weird little fun stat. Should the Packers play Jordan Love the rest of the year? Yes. I but agree. Not. I think they should play Jordan. So they're they're sort of in a Russell Wilson situation, too. I don't think they could even get rid of Aaron Rodgers if they wanted to. Who goes and gets Aaron Rodgers for that kind of money that he just re-signed for, that he just extended for? How, how do you possibly... I mean, no, basically, essentially, Russell Wilson has shown teams like, well, we can't go giving up a bunch of number ones to take on Aaron Rodgers and, and take on that money. We can't do it. So I think what you have to do if you're the Packers is showcase Jordan Love. Yeah. Maybe the Jets want to trade for fucking Jordan Love. Yeah, I agree. You know? Maybe the Giants want to trade for Jordan Love. Maybe the whoever wants to trade for Jordan Love, you know? And who and, knows? And but the, the only, maybe the only thing, yeah, right. The only thing with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he just signed that deal. The only thing with Aaron Rodgers would essentially be seeing if a team that feels like it's close will take the money but not demand the draft picks because Russell Wilson, like, you know, these things happen. These, these, these moves do change the game. You know, teams are going to be, I mean, remember when they stopped paying running backs, you know, 
you're going to get to a point where you say, well, we can't like, we'd love to take Aaron Rodgers' money from you, but look what happened. We can't put ourselves in a position where if we don't win, we're hampering ourselves in draft capital. So like, if you're the Packers, is it even enough for you just to be like, hey, we want it off our fucking books. And a team says, we'll take, we'll, we'll figure out the money situation, but we're not giving you draft picks. I don't know what team that is. Yeah. The, the Niners. I'm leaning towards Rogers retiring. Here's the thing about Rogers. I know he's hurt now, right? I know he has a thumb injury from week five. And I know he has what it, what was it yesterday? Uh, fucking it was some other injury that he's again. his ribs right um so there's that but prior to that he still there were still he didn't start the season where he was i mean i guess at least retroactively or reportedly healthy right he didn't start the season that great i don't really believe we, we talk about this all the time in wa- this guy's washed, that guy's washed. And I've talked about it on this show before. I don't really believe in one year to the next washedness. Especially for a quarterback where the position's really not about being that physical. You know, you see receivers show up to camp and they're fucking slower. They, they you know, maybe a guy gets paid a running back, a receiver, a D back, a linebacker. And you're just like, okay, you didn't put in the work this off season, but Aaron Rodgers' work is all here, all mental. You know, it's really not like we've seen Eli, Man- Eli Manning showed up to camp every fucking season with a dad bod, just being like, Ooh, look at me. I was on the beach with the fucking sand bucket. Like he's, he's a fucking meme, you know? Um, so what, like to me is, the, is the Aaron Rodgers, is Aaron Rodgers just like, fully checked out mentally because he goes on Pat McAfee. I, I, I never care more about winning. I care as much as I've ever cared. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's a good question. Or I mean, is it just a combination of a little physical slippage, a little mental slippage? Cause in the off season, he's dealing with fucking Joe Rogan and COVID talk and the fucking blah, blah, blah. And then also, he doesn't have his receiver and the money that obviously he demands, like we've been talking about. But I thought ayahuasca was supposed to relax you, man. Yeah, I'm sure it did. But also, you know, uh, he did have to, he had to deal with a lot of fucking no. stories. No, he did. He did. He was the center of attention for sure. Yeah. I, look, I, I, I don't know. I, I think. Mental, physical roster combination i mean he wasn't like he was they were playing pretty good yesterday as far as offensively i know and then just their defense couldn't they couldn't stop philly couldn't stop him at all i don't know but there's some teams that i don't trust now the more i watch these games i'm not i'm still not buying in miami i know some people are like oh great the ruther curse i am not buying into the dolphins nope meanwhile you picked the Dolphins this week. They covered for you this week. They covered fucking however, 14 points. 13 and, 13 and a half. My two big games covered. I couldn't believe it. 
What's I know that fucking Ram? God, the the Rams were right there the whole game. And you need interception, interception. You need tonight's game to break it's, even. Yeah, I know. I feel confident in tonight's game because if you don't get that, you lose two points. I'm You're, aware. I'm just and saying. In Kenny Pickett, we trust. I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak of that. I'm gonna hop over to Prize Picks right now. Which, by the way, nice little win on Prize Picks for myself on Thanksgiving. Hell yeah. Had a little, you know, they did that special, more or less than half a yard for Justin Jefferson. I parlayed that with Hunter Henry, three catches, more or less than two. My girlfriend's brother got reckless, had her phone, went all in on Jacoby Meyer. Less, less. (laughs) I mean, just a reckless move. Just goes all in on the fucking, on the uh, the law firm. Yeah. Kobe le- Myers. On less than 52 and a half yards, and he had like 62. Just just a reckless move. But if we pull it up for tonight, and once again, Dirt Balls, hop on over, download the Prize Pick app. All first-time users that deposit and use promo code DIRTY will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's a great little deal they have. So go ahead and download Prize Picks today and play daily fantasy sports with us. Make sure to use promo code DIRTY when you sign up. Again, that's for all sports. I'm looking right now. They got it all up there. NBA, NFL, 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 soccer. College basketball, NHL. Tonight, more or less 210 and, a half, 210 and a half passing yards for your boy, Kenny Pickett. I'm going to go more. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I'm in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double I'm gonna double down on with you there. Big game, Kenny Pickett tonight. Najee Harris, more or less than 62 and a half rushing yards. I'm going to go less. I just don't Yeah, like all passing, all pick it tonight. Yeah. So go pick ahead. It and... to pick, pick it to pickens. So you're feeling confident in this game, huh? Well, not really, but I but I like it. Of all well, when I looked at all my games, I like I like this one a lot. But what I was going to say is I'm just not buying in the Dolphins. I'm just not. I I don't care but, what they're but, doing. But my question for you and why? listen. Yeah, I get I get this is like an Andy Ruther, like this is a standard Andy Ruther strategy. It's like, I just don't. Just don't. No, I have reasons. But but why? I have reasons right now. I'll give you my reasons. One first year coach. Playoffs are a different animal. I love Sean McVay. Took a huge L at home to Matt Ryan his first year in the playoffs against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. First year coach. Again, I don't care if they have a home game, if they win the division. Also, we've never seen two in the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe I'm just being a hater. I'm not sold on Tua. Everybody's all over Tua. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, dude, come playoff time, you can put up 30 and a half on Houston. I'm just saying, come playoff time, you're playing the best of the best. Let me ask you a question. The Dolphins are at San Francisco this week. They're losing. Okay. Okay. That's fair. It's fine. I might agree with you. But if they win, does it change anything? Maybe going against going against his old team, his old boss on the road, east to west, a team that's surging. If the Dolphins go out there and win, do you believe? 
I believe more. Well, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> I'm, I just, dude, I'm just telling you, playoff time. It's, it's, it's. I, I know this would be a playoff-ish atmosphere, yeah, though, right? Yes and no. I mean, look, both I, teams I, are surging. It's it would be on the road. It's a playoff quality team. It's a playoff. It's certainly a playoff quality defense. Yeah, no, it is probably the best defense in football. I think points per game it is. Yeah. They are points per game. They're giving up the fewest points per game. Niners, Cowboys, Broncos, Jets, Bills. In that order. I mean, look. I don't know. Maybe I'm being biased because of how well, the listen, two, I, I, two I, thing I, unfolded. I'm not a I'm not a super huge fan of the Dolphins more but, but, so pro more so probably Tua for me than anything. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. That that gimmicky shit, which a lot of it like it works. And again, I like McVeigh. I, I would call a lot of the stuff he did gimmicky. Dude, the, these guys, the, the Rams didn't win Super Bowl with gimmicky stuff, right? And when they got to the Super Bowl the first time, they got three points. I'm just saying, like, come playoff time. I just think these coaches are too good. You need to be able to grind it out drives. Here's here's my thing. I don't see that with the Dolphins. Here's my thing with the Dolphins team. They beat the if you go backwards in their schedule, they beat the Texans, they score a bunch of points. They beat the Browns, they beat the Bears, they beat the Lions, they beat the Steelers. None of those teams are good. None of those teams are good. The last good team they played, and I'm not even a fucking fan of this team, is the Vikings. Now, did Tua play that Vikings game? No. Bridgewater played. So, they lose that Vikings team, but they lose 24-16 with Bridgewater, and then they get their ass kicked by the Jets again with him out. Now, the thing about this Dolphins team is, I, the, I'm not all, I'm not all in on Tua yet because if you go back to those games, if you, if you go back to, through his, to, back to his injury, every game they've played since his injury, it's kind of Alabama and the SEC. They're just like absolutely the better team and they score a bunch of points and they win an SEC football game. Now, that being said, they Not go on week. the road yeah. this week to San Francisco. They win that game. I'm in. Okay. Fair enough. I'd be shocked if they won. Shocked. And also, I mean, I'm in depending on how like I mean, you know, if they if he if he throws three picks and they still win because Jimmy G throws four. And maybe I'm not still in, you know, maybe yeah. I'm not in, but if, if they go out there and they, they, if they put 28 points on the fucking 49ers and they win that game, then he throws for 240 yards and a couple touch touchdowns. Then I'm in. Then I'll be like, fine. I was wrong. Some good games this week. Bengals chiefs. I know we're getting into the fucking nitty gritty now. This will be the third time those teams have played in this calendar year. 
that that'll be a fun one to watch because the Bengals won the last two come from behind. So it's like, you know, I don't know, man. This is a good time of year in that East. Titans Eagles. That's that's a low key fucking marquee matchup as well. Yeah, no, it is. Especially with the Titans coming off the loss to the Bengals. Yeah, no, I agree. So I, I I don't know. I mean, this is this is a Giants, fun time. Giants Commanders is a big is a huge game for the NFC East and the NFC playoff picture. Oh yeah. Hineke. Those two those two teams play three times in the next two sorry two times in the next three weeks. If a team sweeps those two games, pretty much the other team's gonna have a hard time making the playoffs because the Seahawks are probably Seahawks schedule is a lot easier. Because they don't have to go. And I think the Seahawks have the Rams twice down the stretch. Um, so the Seahawks could easily sneak in if one of those teams sweeps. Seahawks let me down yesterday. Yeah. Darinas. The Raiders are interesting uh, in terms of, you know, we talked all this quarterback stuff. It's like, you know me. I'm a. I'm not a Derek. I wouldn't say I'm a Derek Carr stan. I've always been. I think. I think Derek Carr, and this goes back to, honestly, what makes me like or dislike guys is just the rating process. I don't even necessarily like Derek Carr more than certain guys. I just think he doesn't get the respect of guys that are probably right around as good as him. And, but Derek Carr, like, if you're this Raiders team, you got the Chiefs. You've got the Chargers, which honestly, at this point, the Chargers are just injuries in a coach, man, because the quarterback's good. Herbert's great, but like the Chargers, the Chargers are play way below their potential all the time. They have a major coach problem, and I know we've talked about it, but it's like it's it's beyond the dumb decisions now. It's beyond the fourth downs. It's beyond the fucking game management. We're now at a point where what do you it's think like, about him going for it at the end. At this point though, this is what I'm talking about. At this point, these are just this is just like like this isn't the Jags, you know what I'm saying? We're like they have nothing to lose. Their season's done. Yeah. Let's have some fun. This isn't the Jags. It's like, dude, you don't get this. Your season's basically over. Right. But I think that's where he's at. My problem is it's like, it's not even about these fourth downs or the two point conversions or the whatever. Like, I just don't think, I just don't think he gets them. I think he gets out coached regularly, like in the grand scheme, not in the details and the analytics and the whatever. It's just like they come into this year. People are talking about Super Bowl and MVP and whatever. And they're just like, man, I was like me. Yeah. Which is, which is where the league is at, dude. If you have a great quarterback, that should be enough, especially a great quarterback on a rookie deal. God, man, I know I agree. I mean, every every like, year. Like I I I'm not Precious. I'm not like I'm not over here. There's there's just not enough tape on Mike McDaniel to say he's an incredible coach. Right? But he's he's off to a good start. It feels like if you just traded just Mike McDaniel and Staley, that 
this is what the Chargers are doing, and then the Dolphins would be doing that. You know what I mean? Don't don't you feel like with just a coaching swap, they'd they'd swap records entirely? Yeah, I do. I, I think the major there's a major coaching issue in in or not San Diego, San Francisco, whatever that uh, L.A. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean he's garbage. He's trash. So, I you know I don't see them making the playoffs. I just don't. They're too wishy washy. Like I don't see the Chargers winning three straight. Like that, that's what you need when you're six and five. Like you got to win like three straight. Put yourself in contention. I just don't see that. I don't know. I am happy, the, but the reason I, I brought the reason I brought up uh, the, the car and the Raiders is like, is this just them for a while? Like, is this just them for a while? Like, I'd like to see Derek Carr on another team. I at this point, bottom line, I'd like to see him leave. And you know me, the heart the the easiest way to like have me not be a fan is being a fucking Jesus freak, and Derek Carr is definitely a Jesus freak, but. I'd like to see him on another team. I did enjoy the the player on the Panthers mocking Russell Wilson's. I mean, what is he doing? I want no part of this danger witch bet. No part. Dude, I don't well, even care. I don't even I don't even here's the thing. Yesterday, I didn't even care about the picks that I made on my own. I was just studying that Joe Prano picks. Just studying that. And you took the bills, and I can't believe the Lions lost and they covered, which is the best of both worlds for me because Dan Campbell is a clown. I don't care what anybody says. His game management, you were traveling, his game management, not just at the end of the game, and that first half, you heard the announcers talking about it. You heard them talking about it. what is yeah. he doing? He is a clown. He has no clue what he's doing. Just wasting away. I mean, it tells you everything you know about Dan Campbell for him to lose another game like that. But it also, I think, tells you a lot about the Bills. I mean, everybody's on the Bills, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills. Like, I, you know, I said it last year about the Bengals, and I was wrong or I was right, depending on how you look at it. But can this Bills team be playing down to competition like that or having this Josh Allen injury and really be a team that's going to be in an AFC championship game or a Super Bowl? Well, that's a good reminder to get those submissions in. for The Bills, Bengals, Monday Night Football, January 2nd, Cincinnati, Ohio. Someone gets to watch the game with Joe. Randy Ruther, myself, in the Gold Star Suite. You also get a meal with us at Gold Star. By the way, the chicken sandwiches and shakes are back. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So this has been a... It's great news for me. Yeah. This has been a... A staple here at Casa de Roscoe. From my significant other. Big fan of the strawberry shortcake shake, which I think is a newer one. Anyway, get those submissions in. I see we have some late, late people coming to the party. Submissions are open right now. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I, I said we got well, Matthew Zirkus and Jed 
Jedediah, it's a two-man race right now. But again, that can change, guys. Just like if the Dolphins win in San Francisco, I, I can be changed. So get those submissions in. And uh, that'll be fun because we'll do a whole meetup with, with the Dirtball fam. I want to talk uh, quickly since you just brought up Dirtball fan and meetups and the fact that I was traveling uh, during that Bills-Lions game. I want to touch on a, a couple things from my trip to Texas, if if we have a minute, Andy. Of course. You sat next first to a Dirtball? First of all, I want to shout out all the Dirtballs who made it out. This was a fantastic weekend for Dirtballs uh, that made it to the House of Comedy in Plano for my shows. I normally shout out all the dirt balls. I'm not even going to start. I'm not even going to name one name of a guy that came because so many dirt balls came this weekend. And I appreciate it so much that I know I will forget some because just, it was just a fantastic turnout. A lot of Texas dirt balls. And I love that. So thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, I have a lot of other shows coming up. JoePrano.com for shows. Hopefully if I head to your town or somewhere close by, you can show the support that the Texas dirt balls did. Um, fantastic turnout. So thank you to all you guys who came. Thanks for all the Miller lights that were bought. Thanks for all the shots that were bought uh, shots and Miller lights. Uh, I literally, I think every show this weekend, but one, a Miller light came to the green room for me. And it's just, it's the nicest feeling when you're sitting in the green room, get ready for your show because I always would grab a Miller light when I would get there and uh, I would take it to the green room. And usually I'm right around the time I'm going through my jokes. What am I going to talk about right around the time that I was like, I got to go back out to the bar, go through the showroom, back out to the bar, get another Miller light. Boom. One arrived for me. So thank you. Bringing your families, bringing your girlfriends, bringing your friends, bringing guys, you, turned into dirt balls, bringing guys you're turning into dirt balls by bringing them to the show. I appreciate all the support. Um, it was a super fun trip to tech. It was so good that we lost Joe. Texas, great show, the house of comedy. You there, bud? I'm there. I heard you the whole time. I lost you. Then you sped up, but now you're back. Apparently, my internet connection is unstable. I was just thanking all the dirtballs for coming and bringing all their friends and their families and their girlfriends and their whatever. So thank you. And then I was saying disappointing game at Jerry Dome, but Jerry Dome does remain like a, a scene all its own. Sure. We talked about it when we went last time. You feel like you're walking into a fucking alien spaceship. That's wild, right? It's so much bigger than SoFi, it's so much bigger than like any stadium I've been. Just like the 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 sheer magnitude of it. It's huge. It's huge. It Cowboys fans, not uh, you know, Eagles fans, not even like San Francisco fans, not even like just a They're never pretty chill, pretty chill, never never an issue. I was even shit talking in the stands the way I do, like in a fun, friendly way early in the game. When the Cowboys went for that fourth down early in the game, this guy's going, go for it, go for it. I was like, yeah, go for it, go for it. He's like, why do you want them to go for it? I was like, because they'll run the ball right into the back of the line like they always do, and we'll, you'll turn it over. And they did, and I was like, I told you. 
And he was like, yo, motherfucker. He started talking shit. He had like a face tattoo. I was like, oh, but like never for a second was I scared. Good fans. I actually wanted to also shout out another thing. If you're a Cowboys fan out there, there i met some guys canadian cowboys podcast good dudes was drinking some uh beers with them in the parking lot um it was a rainy day i'm sure everybody saw my video from a rainy uh miller light bar outside of the stadium um but that's outside of the stadium is where i met the guys from the cowboys can fan podcast the canadian cowboys podcast and they were good dudes so if you're canadian or you're just cowboys fan Check them out when you're not listening to Dirty Sports. Well, that's actually a great segue because we got a call from Canadian. Oh, cool. We put out the bat signal to hockey correspondent Ryan Klatt. Great. And he's answered. So let's get Ryan's call here on the line. 310-359-8365. That is our hotline. Here's our first hockey update for this season. Hello, Dirty Sports. Clap signal was thrown out last episode. So here's a hockey update. For about a quarter of the way through the season, here's what's happening in the NHL. The New Jersey Devils have been the surprise team of the year so far. They just reeled off 13 straight wins and had their streak snapped by none other than my Toronto Maple Leafs. The Devils had three disallowed goals in the game, and the fans started throwing garbage onto the ice. Things got rowdy just complete trash behavior from Devils fans. Hopefully Hall of Fame dirtball Kyle Arnofsky wasn't one of them. Uh, another surprise so far, the Seattle Kraken, who were terrible in their inaugural season last year. They put together a nice little start. They've won 10 of their last 13 games. So great stuff for CT and other lifelong Kraken fans. We'll see if they could keep it up. Your division leaders so far are Boston, New Jersey, Dallas, and Vegas. The Bruins in particular have been dominant. They're 18-3 and three to start the year. Uh, in terms of individual players, I stroked him off all playoffs last year, and that's going to continue. Connor McDavid, up to his old tricks, producing at an insane rate once again. And here's a hot take for you guys. I don't think any professional athlete in the world is as good at their respective sport as Connor McDavid is at hockey. Joe is going to think that's a ridiculous take, but... I think he's just that good. I would maybe listen to arguments on Shohei Otani, but uh, standing by McDavid. Okay, that's it for this call. I don't know when I'll call back. Uh, we'll see how the season plays out. Stay dirty. Um, I, 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 I don't. Uh, he called me out as potentially uh, poo-pooing on that idea. I just don't. I don't know enough. I would. I don't know. I know Connor McDavid's really good, but I just don't know how good compared to everybody else. So I can't, I can't even argue against that. Um, although Patrick Holmes is first in every single thing he's done since he started playing the game. So is Connor McDavid first in goals and assists and pass fucking percentage or whatever? Because the tough, that's a tough one to beat, right? Yeah. Um, but and maybe he is. And maybe he is far and away, um, but also uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I am excited though. I was inspired, man, uh, by my visit to Crypto.com Arena, where I went to see my Rangers play. I even checked the 
schedule. I was like, who do the Rangers have tonight? Um, and they've got the surprising, the, the surprise team of the year, as he said, the New Jersey Devils at four o'clock Pacific. So I'm going to be tuning in for about an hour and a half before the, uh, the Monday night football game starts watching a little hockey. Look at you. Well, when he, uh, Dude, I dude. Every time I hear the Devils, I just gotta play. I just think of this clip. I mean, how can you not? Every time I hear the Devils, New Jersey oh, Devils, I just think of the Seinfeld clip. <laughs> we took it to you. You couldn't get it out of your zone all night. We were aggressive. We didn't let you bet it. Yeah, all right, that's enough out of you. There's still three more games left in this series, my friend, and it's far from being over. Very far from being over. What? The- hey, what are you doing? That's what you're driving, man. Don't mess with the devil, buddy. We're number one. We beat anybody. We're the devils. The devils. Dude, that Seinfeld clip is so funny to me. It, it will just never get old. I, anytime I hear the New Jersey Devils, I just think of the Seinfeld clip. Anyway, that was more for me. Connor McDavid, huh? Dude, he could literally walk right into my house. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Be like, get out of my house, bro. You're in the wrong house. He's like, no, I'm here for the Dirty Sports Podcast. All right, bro. Well, I think you have the wrong show. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Appreciate the call. I just picture Ryan calling just the snow is just pounding. Yeah. In Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And he is just like making the call you know where there's so much snow it's light out because there's so much snow just illuminating that's what i just picture nice little warm fireplace did you just painted a picture of what's going on in canada can i add one last thing about my trip to texas and this is a hot take that you know maybe it's not for the dirty sports podcast maybe this should be like a at Joe Prano on TikTok rant or something like that. But I'm just going to say it here because I want to reiterate. I think the Dirtball fam in Texas is strong and amazing. And they're all great dudes. Truly. all I thought you guys were all fantastic dudes and gals. Actually, a number of uh, Dirtballs brought their significant other and, and four or five Girlfriends and wives said, I've listened to your show. I listened to the show. Like, I like it. So thank you. Top to bottom. Texas sucks, bro. Watch the game. Oh, I couldn't disagree more. Texas sucks. I love Texas. Dude. The thing about Texas is everybody acts like you, you, you hear people from Texas forever. Texas, where the fucking man. They all act like Sam Elliott's walking around hitching up his fucking horse to a goddamn saloon post. Texas is just office parks and fucking chain restaurants. Everything yeah, that people, yeah, but every, I think it depends on where you're at, right? Yeah, like, when we were in Amarillo, there was a vibe. Dallas blows. What about Austin? I like Austin. Austin, yeah, but like Texans. The, the majority of Texas is like, fuck Austin and the fucking blue fucking blah, blah, blah in Austin. Yeah, Austin's got some fuck cool shit. I, there, was, there was that artsy area of Houston I really liked. But as a whole, when you drive around Texas, it's actually exactly what people from Texas 
shit on California, like shit on LA for being like Texas is just fake tans and turnpikes, like and and freeways. A million F one fifties with nothing in the back. None of you guys ever in the back of your truck. Why are you driving these F one fifties, man? Get a Prius. You're just driving a fucking Applebee's. So it's office parks. I couldn't find a coffee shop in Dallas. Well, well here's the thing. I, I I've been in Dallas probably the most of any spot. Dallas, I'm not the biggest fan. Dallas is definitely very spread out, which uh, is obviously very LA. Like it's very spread out. I don't know. Oh, I did like infinitely more spread out than LA. There's you just go where there's like nothing. Like in between, like uh, you'll 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 see like an IKEA and a fucking Buffalo Wild Wings, and then it's ten miles, and then you're like a Nebraska Furniture Co. and an Applebee's, and then it's ten miles, and it's a Whataburger and a fucking you know Jennifer convertibles, and you're like, bro, this is all just. I kind of like the vibe though. I kind of like the Texan vibe, but the Texan vibe is fraudulent. That's what I'm saying. Like y'all act like you're cowboys. You're fucking going to strip malls and eating that fucking everything is. But here's the here's the thing. Here's mall, the thing. Everything feels like you're at a mall. To defend Texas for a minute, I just think it's so big. There's so much more that both of us probably haven't experienced. Like, okay, so we're naming all the big cities we've been to in Texas, right? Like, my point is, you know, on the western side, then you get where the mountains. And it's really gorgeous. And then obviously, like I haven't been to El Paso. I've driven through there. And obviously, it gets the knack for like it's the border town with the drug cartel. But like, like I don't know. Until but it's like I when you say, "Oh, you know, you go to New England," it's like, "Oh, those little like New England towns, and everybody's got a fucking Main Street and a church." It's not like then you just go, "Oh, well, then I was in Providence, and it's a fucking mall." It's like, for the most part, like I'm sure everywhere's got a thing right yeah like for the most part texas is like kind of fucking corporate as fuck and and here's the other thing here's the other thing too and this is kind of like what i say about like overrated underrated whatever it's like that's fine but stop acting like you're all fucking cowboys with hats and ford f-150s you're driving your hat you're driving your Ford with your hat on to a fucking Starbucks and then to an Ikea. It ain't the wild West, bro. It's basically a fucking strip mall. Have you ever been to any of the beach areas like South Padre Island or any of those no. areas? No. Galveston. That's what I'm saying. Like I, so I've been to South Padre. Like, like my point is, you but know, like when you talk about when you talk about New York, or sorry, when you talk about like California, you could be like, yeah, but that's what fucking Fresno is like. It's like, yeah, but San Francisco has soul. Like L.A. has soul. San Diego has a personality. Fucking Oakland has a personality. Santa Cruz has a personality. Like there's a lot in between the shit. I mean, all up and down. I mean. Every town that we've been, like San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, like all these places, there's all some, like there might be little baby pockets in Texas where you're like, this is interesting. There's a fucking Amarillo's got a thing. But like in between Amarillo and where the fuck ever, what did we really see? You see fucking corporate fucking sprawl. 
I just think Texas is like, it's funny because they act like they're the most fucking like Texas. It's like, you're the most corporate place I've ever been. It's all office parks all over the fucking place. It's all like, I couldn't, I just wanted to go to a bar and watch the games on Sunday. All the bars were like, do you think it's because you don't know? Like, okay. I remember the last time. I went to I, went the last on, I was on Google fucking search for an hour trying to find a place that was like a a bar. Like a place to go watch the game. They were like Hooters, tight ends, Twin Peaks. Like, dude, we have we have the fucking tilted kilt. We have Hooters, we have whatever, but like what about a fucking bar? I know what you're saying. Well, I've struggled with if we were if you and I were in Venice and we were like, we're going to go to a bar to watch the game. We wouldn't have gone to like, first of all, I love Buffalo Wild Wings. But I the reason I love Buffalo Wild Wings is the place you can go when you're in fucking Dallas and you know what they're going to serve. But we'd go to like a Tony P's. We'd go to like a sports harbor. We'd go to like a whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. You're saying like it's, it's its own unique brand of thing. Whereas, like, Texas is just... Texas is corporate AF. And I feel like the least corporate place I've been to in Texas is Austin, which is hilarious because Texas fucking kind of is like... They, they like to hold Austin at, yeah, like, but a lot of people, length. Yeah, but certain people do, but a lot of people like Austin, right? I mean, when when I've been in Dallas, I've definitely struggled on those type of places. We, we did actually, I don't know if you remember the last time you and I were there. We were looking for bars to watch the uh, the games and we were, we didn't know what to do because it's just, it's so spread out. I ended up going to someplace, Shark, Shark Inch or something like that. And I was just like, dude, I'm I'm just at like a TGI Fridays with a different name. The, the actually the best place I found I think it was like a something old old pub or whatever and even that was in a mall next to a barber shop and a fucking tanning place and whatever but I walked in I was like okay this place is cool and they were like we're only playing soccer because it was like a fucking English vibe you know yeah I was like you're not gonna put you're not you don't have any football games on they're like no I was like fuck the one fucking place I found. I wonder if you would have been better off just tweeting out like, hey, I mean, when Texas. I say when I say I like put a put the uh, like I put bars into Google Maps and like clicked on every single thing that came up in a fucking 10 mile radius and was just like, it's all Hooters slash Twin Peaks with a different name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not for you. I gotcha. Well, let us know, Texans. Call us 310-359-8365. We're we're gonna wrap it up here. Give us a shout. And then we can uh get to the bottom of this this Texas issue. I've driven from Texas from I've driven I've driven from Tex Arcana all the way through. Yeah, I've driven all through Texas. I've driven I've been in Texas a lot. I mean my favorite thing in Texas outside of like Amarillo and then even like 
I mean, the the place where we had the steaks that had a soul. You know what I mean? But even that, like, pretty fucking court. I mean, there's like a clock on the wall. There's a thousand people there. Like, but Texas is big. But that place had a soul. But do but the best place we went in in our whole Texas trip, in my opinion, was that fucking brewery we went to before the Houston game. Remember that place? Yeah, for sure. Very Houston, very cool brewery, but you could t- it was in a real artsy industrial area. I thought the best place was the Airbnb that Nick D'Alessandro flooded. I went they to were- Whataburger again, trash. Whataburger is like so overrated. I think it's overrated too. I really do. I is went. There, I, is there I, security there, guard packing? No, no. But but it's funny because they have In and Out now. And last night after the show, a bunch of dirt balls gave me shots and beers. So I was like, suddenly I'm fucking hungry again. And I I I looked up restaurants nearby and I saw Whataburger. And then like another two miles down the road, In and I was like, I'm just going to fucking In and Out. Oh, it's not even close. Like to me, that that's that's we got we I got it like a root beer shake or something like that when we went and it was so good, but like apparently that's not even like a standard. I went the other day and it was like a short cake, not a short cake, a fucking black, a white raspberry chocolate shake, and I was like, trash. I ended up cutting it with like soda water. Yeah, I think Whataburger is highly overrated. Yeah, you could argue like the Cowboys are everything Texas. Big corporate stadium. That's with what signs, I'm saying. The blonde, 100%, the, the blonde 100%, cheerleaders. 100%. The big fake boobs. Very, uh, like, t- totally. It, it, uh, 100% agree. Hard agree. I'm just saying, like, you know, when you, and I know the internet and Twitter sphere and whatever, but even going back before that, it's always like you corporate elites on the coasts. You can't make decisions for everybody. It's like, wh- why you love all the decisions, but a fucking Ikea every 20 miles in Texas, you guys are fucking bonering out over it. You guys love. Well, it's so corporate. corporate because of the tax breaks, right? So all these corporations are based there because there's no state income tax. Yeah. And the tax but, breaks, the companies get, but there's also just like, I'm sure they're somewhere. But you don't just drive by like the whole time I was in Texas, I didn't accidentally and I crisscrossed Plano, Frisco, Arlington, fucking downtown Dallas. I went everywhere. Right. I crisscrossed it through the weekend. I didn't really accidentally drive by anywhere with a fucking soul. Well, we went to the first time you and I went to Texas. We went to a good barbecue spot in Dallas. Your buddy told us to meet. I don't know if you remember that. That was downtown Dallas. I don't remember it. I like the outskirts. Like that was like a good spot. I went to a barbecue spot uh, when I was there. Good barbecue, but it was just. It was Jane. The title of this episode: Brano hates Texas. I, I, the thing I hate about Texas is like, I want Texas to be what people tell me Texas is, but it really isn't. I can see that. Like to me, if you go to fucking, I don't know, Reno, Nevada, Nevada, it feels more like 
Texas the way people claim Texas to be. I gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. You find an old Westie saloon and they fucking run card games in the back and blah, blah, blah. Texas like, yeah, you can't just gamble in this Buffalo Wild Wings. Sure. No, I feel you. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the social at The Dirty Sports. I'm at Andy Ruther. I'm Joe at Joe is- Prano on all social media except for Fix Your Life on Twitter. Follow me all those places. Uh, and please uh, check out my website, JoePrano.com for shows. Adding more and more stand-up dates every day. And I truly appreciate the support it is the best feeling when the dirt balls come out to support so thank you i i love the texas dirt balls so much i i want to help relocate them to better states (laughs) unbelievable all right guys that's our show thanks for tuning in we'll see you in a few days and as always stay dirty